Hi, this is Eddie Beeson. You're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. I was Mandark in Dexter's laboratory. Ha 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 ha. You are listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Today, joining me on the show is a man of many talents. I'm looking at his IMDb, and he is all over the place. Mr. Joe Castro. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great today. Thank you for asking me. Yeah. I appreciate that, and I appreciate uh, you asking me to come on the show today. I'm excited about this. I'm excited to have you on here. You are the uh, first person that I've had on here that um, has really most of their stuff is what you do. And I'm not going to take that away from you telling the listeners what it is you do. So I'm going to start the interview the same way I do with everybody. And I'm going to ask you if in your own words, you know, you don't have to do a whole resume or anything, but can you tell the people what you do and, you know, maybe what you, where you've done it? Okay. Well, like I said, my name is Joe Castro and I am considered a, special effects, visual effects supervisor, creator for the motion picture industry. And I've been working in the field for approximately 37 years now. And uh, I work on a a lot of uh, independent horror movies, science fiction movies, action films, and even some comedies. And uh, people ask me to create and produce practical effects and digital effects uh, for their motion pictures, and I've actually produced uh, them for my own motion pictures throughout the years. And, you know, people really, when they come to me and ask me to do something, it's because there's something really specific that the movie needs to be done in a way, in a style that I do special effects. That's awesome. That's cool that you're known for this one, you know, this kind of uh, style. That's That's pretty cool. It's 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 an honor. It's a, it really is an honor, and uh, I'm very uh, humbled and grateful to have been able to be working uh, in the industry for as many years as I have. And to be honest with you, I feel like I've just got my 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 my, my wind. Like I've only just begun. Oh well, that's all. That's perfect then, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm impressed. Uh, it's it's hard to have that kind of staying power in that industry. Um, I've, I've had a few people before that kind of say it's, it's a hard and long road and a lot of people can't, uh, keep up with that. So kudos to you. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I've had a lot of positive reinforcement and encouragement from many, many, many of my industry peers and my family and friends throughout the years. This is not something that that has come easy. I've worked very, very hard to be where I'm at, and I've done it with the help of many people. That's great that you have a support system, though, that that people actually, you know, got behind you and everything. So um, what what was it that got you started in this crazy world? 
Well, the story is somewhat known, but for anybody that doesn't know it, when I was seven years old, my father, Martin Castro Jr., uh, was babysitting me over the weekend because my mother had gone away with friends on a trip and uh, he was working out on the ranch. We, I grew up in Halotis, Texas, and he decided while he was doing some work out on the ranch, it would be best if I stayed inside. And he put me in front of the television and he said, watch this, you're going to really like it. Uh, at the time, I was really interested in dinosaurs and dragons, and I wanted to be a paleontologist. <laughs> and uh, he um, he said, uh, watch this, you're going to like it. And sure enough, it was Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. And that was really the first movie I ever saw by myself from beginning to end. And I was just sitting there in front of the TV on a Saturday afternoon. And when that movie was over... I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to make movies and I wanted to make monsters and put them in movies. And, uh, and that's exactly what I set out to do. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> and from seven years old on that. And from that's... seven years old. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, and, and, and you know, the movie that, that, uh, that, uh, I watched was Godzilla versus the smog monster. And, uh, that's con considered like the darkest Godzilla film of its time during that time. Uh, Godzilla almost dies in that, in that movie mm -hmm. at one point. And uh, he's, you know, he's like, he's wounded pretty severely in the film. And, uh, and so I think my, 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 my area of going into special effects into the darker, more grotesque world came from that, you know? Oh, well, <laughs> a little origin story there. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So I see on here that you've also done, you know, some producing, it looks like, and um, it's got some director stuff listed and actor stuff. Did you, have you dabbled in all of these things? I have. I have been uh, blessed to produce, write, direct, and create special effects for uh, 18 feature films. And uh, 11 of them I produced with my partner Steven Escobar who uh, has been my partner for 21 years now and uh, we just finished our our 18th feature film well my 18th feature film I think it's his 12th feature film uh, it's called uh, titled Xenophobia and it's out right now at all the uh, Walmart and you know uh, you can get it uh, uh, on all the home media platforms oh wow yeah. I'm gonna have yeah. to check that and out it's a it's a science fiction kind of with a kind of a horror edge. It's actually the very first ever alien abduction anthology movie. Oh, so it has Neat. a lot of aliens in it from like, you know, like kind of like a throwback to like the eighties, uh, the cantina scene in star Wars, all <laughs> no, practical okay. aliens kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, a it, it's kind of been a, 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 a a little adventure. I've been wanting to make this movie for almost 20 years now. And uh, eventually all the stars aligned uh, a year ago and we produced the film together and wrote it uh, with a good friend of ours, uh, Thomas J. Churchill, who's also a producer and a director. And um, we all three uh, produced this movie together and co-wrote it. And we all three co-directed it. And uh, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a great adventure. It just was released about a month and a half ago. Uh, on all the home media platforms and uh, it's doing really well 
and we are really happy with the uh, response we've had from uh, sci-fi horror fans. It has some really cool original moments in it. And that's like something else that I kind of like to um, uh, strive for. I like to make truly original cinema. And so whenever I make a movie, I try to make something that's never been done before. And, I, and, and that's the one of the reasons I wanted to make the very first ever Alien anthology abduction movie. That's cool. That's really cool. I'm going to check that out Thank for you. sure. For sure. Thank you. Um, so with all these things under your belt, all these different facets of, of the movie making um, genre, I guess is the only way I can think to put it of all of those things. What, what do you like to do the most? You know, whenever I'm working on a picture, I really like to, even though I can do many things, I like to focus my attention on one thing, whether mm -hmm. it be directing or doing special effects or writing. And, and because it's great to be able to focus and have a, uh, also a well-tuned group of people behind you to help you. Everybody wears a very important hat you know, right. when it comes to producing and creating a movie. And uh, there are, are no small uh, bits or small roles in a film, especially when it comes to creating it, you know, behind the camera. Uh, all the technicians and artisans and producers and writers and actors are all very, very uh, important and integral parts of the film. So over the years, yes, I've worn many hats in my films in the past, but as I am make, making films in the and now I, I want everything to be uh, uh, very um, focused and uh, refined. And um, so, you know, right now I'm doing a lot of special effects for other people's films. And I really enjoy that because I get to focus on just, you know, making the special effects, you know, number one, you know, uh, stu high studio quality special effects. So everybody can enjoy them and make sure that they are stars in their own right in the film, you know? Yeah. That's cool. That's that's awesome. Like, you know, being so into it like that. I mean, you, I think back to the, the story you, you literally just told about, you know, you were seven years old and you saw that movie and you just, you know, you've got that that drive to continue doing it. Most people, you know, 20 years, say, okay, I'm done. But you just kept <laughs> at it. That's That's impressive. I well, thank you. I, you know, and, and, and part of the, the, um, of the success, I think of this adventure has been that my perception of what my job is has evolved and changed over the years. You know, when it started, it was, you know, grasping at knowledge mm -hmm. and trying to find my place. And then it became, and I see this a lot in, in people that are kind of like, in the middle kind of beginning to middle of their career, they uh, are trying to make a name for themselves and, and have their style or their pertinence be known. But eventually now in, 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 in the stage of the career that I'm in, I tend to consider my job an extension of the director's job. And so really and truly deep down, I'm just trying to make my boss look cool. <laughs> and feel good about what he's doing, you know. Okay. And when I come when I come at my work in that with that angle, you know, everybody wins. Everybody wins, mm -hmm. you know. And um, and uh, it's just a, a really uh, interesting new way of looking at a creative, an, an artistic creative job. You know, and most artists want to be singled out and be original and be 
maybe put on a pedestal. I prefer to use my gift to make other people feel good about themselves. That's that's amazing. I have no words for that. And I'm sure all the other people that work with you really appreciate that. <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I, 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 um, I'm very grateful to have so many talented friends in my life. That's cool. That is really cool. So I gotta ask you, you, uh, now I understand that there's probably, you know, some, uh, NDA stuff out there and whatnot, but, uh, do you, are you working on anything big right now that you could kind of give us a little, Oh yeah. Yeah. Something? I, I have, I have, uh, right now I, I just, I'm in the, in the middle of working with a uh, director, uh, Justin Seaman on his smash hit, uh, sequel to a movie that he made back in 2015, I believe titled the barn. Mm. I, I have had the honor to, to recreate the, the three lead characters for the barn too. And uh, working with uh, Don Shell is one of the co-executive producers of that film. And he brought me in to uh, create all these zombies and gore for it, as well as the uh, the three lead villains. And so I'm excited about that. That's um, cool. And then, um, and then uh, uh, right now, uh, there's a couple of other projects that I'm involved in. Uh, some of them are untitled. So I, even if I told you what they were about, I, I don't even have a title to give you. Uh, but <laughs> I, 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 I do have a, I do have a, I'm working, I just finished two features with Thomas Churchill. Uh, I don't know that I can say anything about it. I know one of them, I just want to say one of them is a very well-known franchise style film. Uh, and it involves a vampire. The other one is a giant creature feature. And cool. uh, Thomas gave me the opportunity to build the biggest creature I've built in my career this past year. Uh, I can't say what it is, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's a complete throwback to Jaws. Oh. Uh, it's not a water movie. It's not a water movie, but it's a complete throwback to like Jaws. It's that big of a creature. Wow. So, um, so that that happened this past year, and um, uh, what else? Uh, yeah, I uh, I have a whole bunch of stuff coming out. I'm working with director Sherry Davis on her new movie Drained, and uh, I just uh, uh, just had the release of the movie Friday Thirteenth Vengeance. It's a fan film, but it was done on a huge scale. And C.J. Graham from uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Six, the, the the actor that played Jason, he's in the movie. Oh, I know neat. Dash is in the Steve Dash is in the movie. Uh, he just passed away. Steve Dash played uh, J- Jason in uh, part two. He's in the film. Tommy McLaughlin, who directed uh, Friday the 13th part six, he's in the film. Um, and uh, Jason Brooks is the is, uh, the actor that plays the new Jason in Friday the 13th Vengeance. So I, I did some, uh, some, some special effects in that film as well. It just recently came out. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, 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 that have brought me to the table and put my name in the hat for all this stuff that I, I want to make sure that I mention, uh, there's uh, the amazing actress Brink Stevens, who, mm-hmm. um, you know, has been uh, a part of my career from the very beginning. I met her in 1985 and my partner, Stephen Escobar and I, uh, uh, hired her, had her star, write and produce and direct her first film, which is uh, personal demons, which we're hoping will be released in the next year. Cool. And, um, and then of course I want to mention, um, uh, the late Herschel Gordon Lewis, who I had the opportunity to work with uh, on the sequel to the very first slasher movie ever made. That was Blood Feast, 
uh, was the original slasher movie. He made that movie back in 1963, and that's the very first uh, slasher movie ever made. Why is oh. it the very first slasher movie ever made? Because it's the very first movie with this storyline. Tell me if this sounds familiar. A deranged killer stalks innocent victims one by one, killing each one in a horrific death, only to die at the hands of the hero or the hero heroine of the movie at the very end in a more horrific death. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's the storyline of every slasher movie ever yeah, made. And, it really Her, is. and Herschel... And Herschel created that storyline back in 1963 with his uh, original uh, slasher film, Blood Feast. And that was the very first one ever. And it was also the very first movie to ever um, exploit color blood in motion picture cinema. In fact, when he made that film, when he made that film in 1963, uh, it was considered pornographic. And movie theaters would not play his film. So he had to take his movie by himself to different towns in the United States and rent out adult movie houses on Saturday afternoons in the matinee. And he would advertise in the paper and people would come and see it, but he could only play it in adult movie house, adult uh, yeah, movie houses. Holy cow. And um, that's how he made his mark. That's how he made his mark. So, so I had the opportunity to, to create the special effects for the sequel to that movie that Herschel directed uh, 33 years later in uh, 2001. Uh, it was called blood feast Two: all you can eat. <laughs> and um nice yeah yeah so uh herschel was a big part of my career and even though he passed away uh coming up on three years now and um he uh he was so kind to divulge to me uh the uh secret blood formula for the original blood used in that 1963 movie and uh so that was kind of i'm kind of like the keeper of the uh the blood formula oh and uh it's one of my one of my one of my one of my prized possessions i have right now uh, is that something you use when you you do the special effects is that something you use? i do use it i do i do use it on occasion i do use it it has its still has its purposes today in motion picture cinema uh his blood is uh very good i, I use his blood for um nighttime scenes it oh. shows up really well in the in the dark and um it shows up really well against dark skin and uh but i i i, I try to bring a bottle of it almost to every movie set I go to just to kind of uh, uh, kind of bring him along and uh, in remembrance of him and all that he did for the genre and uh, kind of like just to show all the, uh, the uh, uh, cinema, cinema files and the fans on set uh, that Herschel is still alive and, and, and well with us and uh, still influencing us uh, every day in uh, motion picture cinema. Wow. That's, that's honorable right there. I, I'm, I have a lot more respect for you. Not that I didn't in the get-go, but definitely that's that's amazing. I, I, I spoke with Herschel uh, about a month before he died, and I didn't know he was sick at the time. But mm-hmm. uh, when I was speaking to him, I told him uh, that uh, I uh, appreciated him and that uh, that I would always uh, use his name in a positive light, and I would um, – uh, I would always uh, treat others with the same kindness and respect that he showed me, and uh, and that he, you know, that that, that that I would be a man of my word, and I would uh, make sure everybody remembered him as for the man he really was. Well, I am glad that you told that story on my show. Then that's amazing. I hope that uh, this um, stays out in the interwebs for the rest of eternity. 
and his his name and legacy will live on in that that fashion at least too. Um, that would that would be very that would be great. That would be awesome. I'm sure he would greatly appreciate that. Yeah. So we were talking um, about uh, how he had created the blood and how um, you had taken. You know, you're the the keeper of the blood recipe. <laughs> um, you know what about what about you yourself? Have you, you <clears throat> way back in the beginning you had said that you know people directors come to you because you have a certain style. Is this a style right, that you right. just do, or is this something that you came up with yourself and it's kind of like a patented, you know, Joe Castro? Well, I, you know, I, I, I obviously have been influenced by many, many people, and I know that. Uh, and I think it's just my own recipe of putting all that together that makes the style that I have. I was definitely influenced by Tom Savini and uh, people, uh, directors like David Cronenberg and... Um, all the old Italian horror films. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, when they need something that is, that makes a real impact, you know, it's one thing to have a, um, uh, a beautiful crafted creature in your movie, but then is that creature effective at what it needs to do? There's a difference. I mean, the, 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 the special effect isn't the star alone. It also has to be lit well. It also has to be directed well. It also has to be, you know, uh, the actors that are around it that bring it to life as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so whenever a director hires me, they get all of that. All of that comes when they hire me to be on their set. I, they get a special effects artist that knows how to direct the monster, that knows how to talk to the actors to uh, interact with the monster that knows how to work with the lighting people to light the monster correctly, that knows how to, um, to, to, to second guess and to, to, to kind of predict the, what, you know, be, play the devil's advocate of what they need and what they don't need. And so that's where I've become a, a visual effects and a special effects supervisor on set. I see. I see. That's, that's cool though. I mean, you get to kind of show your skill and and help make that movie the best that it possibly could be. That's great. Yep. I thank you. Thank you. Yep. I am. Um, I, I, you know, and, 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 and so, you know, moving forward, something that I like to reiterate when I'm working and talking with directors in pre-production is that I don't, I do care about the budget, but regardless of the budget, it still has to look good. Right. And we still have to take the time to do it correctly. There's no reason for us to not have it look at a certain quality. It still needs to look amazing. And, uh, and you know, I, you know I, 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 sometimes I butt heads with people on set because of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, you know, I'm at a point in my career where everything has to look good. There are no more small films. There are no more uh, excuses. Gotcha. Everything to be the best it can be. Yeah. Gotcha. So have you ever sat down and watched a movie either, you know, when it hit theaters or down the road, five years down the road, and you watch the movie and you go, oh, man, I really wish I had done that differently? Do you ever? Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, my partner, Steven Escobar, and I actually have the Guinness Book of World Record for the highest body count in a slasher movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we made... 
we, we, we made this movie titled The Summer of Massacre back in 2010, and it came out in 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, uh, I went to uh, school at the time to learn computer-generated effects. Oh, all right. Uh, and so um, part of, a lot of the film is CGI, and that's how we were able to get such a high body count. Mm-hmm. Uh, but part of it's practical. And, uh, and a lot of it's CGI. And what, what happened was, I took, once I started doing a little bit of CGI on my practical, you know, things just got out of hand. And it all needed to have this, this CGI look to it. And, you know, I think today I would have done everything slightly different. I still would have used CGI, but I've just come so far. I was going to school at the time. You know, and I, 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 I made a lot of first time mistakes and a lot of first time directors make a lot of first time mistakes, especially when they're doing it by themselves. And um, and so when I go back and I look at that film, I realize I, I made a lot of uh, a lot of novice mistakes because I did not have um, the same support group I have today around me. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It won, I don't know, something like 36 awards. It has a Guinness yeah. Book of World Record. And I, 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 I mean, I, you know, I can't knock it too, too, too much because it is what it is. And uh, it's, it was a, it's a part of my, my career. And, uh, and, I, and I move forward from there, you know. That's, that's a great story. That, that's testament to your, your drive. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, Thank I'm you. impressed. That, that's cool. Um, well, we're, we're getting, we're getting dangerously close to the part where I have to start wrapping things up, but I, I have one more question. Uh, it got brought up at a interview a little bit ago. And since you are a special effects guy and a, and a director and a producer, you kind of dabbled in everything. I'm hoping maybe you can, uh, help me out with, uh, an idea that we had not necessarily. Okay. I, I just want your thoughts on it. So, Okay. In this day and age, they are remaking every movie out there. So we had come up with the the idea of what if you remade the movie Harry and the Hendersons, but instead of Harry the way he was, you use the Harry, or he doesn't really have a name, I just always called him Harry, but the Sasquatch from the Jack Link's commercials. Do you think I that see, movie, yeah. would that movie be recepted or well-received, do you think? You know, I mean, let's put it this way. Okay, somewhere on this planet, someone worships a movie that you dislike. And, you know, I, I, I truly believe that movies are neither good or bad. Uh, they either entertain the person that's watching them or they don't. Oh, wow. Uh, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I remember the first Harry and the Hendersons being it's a family film, like a light right. comedy. Right. Yeah. And um, there's always going to be room for comedy in this world, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be a big hit today. There you go. Yeah. I hope that answers. Your, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I love that philosophy, though that that there's no good or bad movies. It's just are you entertained or are you not? Like that's a really good that's way right. to think about it. I never thought about it like that before. You have yeah. taught me something new today, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to learn on these shows. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's that's great. It's a so, great outlook. What? what what are your plans for Halloween? 
Um, my plans are actually to take my two youngest children out trick-or-treating, and they are going as a themed costume set. Um, my daughter is Princess Zelda, and my youngest son is going as Link. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I, uh, you know, Halloween is, uh, is a, is a favorite time of the year for me. And, um, you know, I try to, I, I like to get dressed up and go out during the day now. Oh, okay. I don't like going out at night in the dark. I like getting dressed up and going out in the daytime. Uh, but you know, uh, uh, I have a hard time finding people to get dressed up and go out with me. These days. <laughs> I kinda, it it, it kind of gets, at my age, I get a little crazy. I can't say it's always fun. <laughs> because I make it into such a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's definitely always memorable. And uh, I'm looking forward to Halloween this year myself. So. Awesome. But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, you know, they yeah. always say you're only... What is it? You're only as old as you feel. So if That's you right. if you want right. to dress up during the day and go out and terrorize the neighborhood, it doesn't matter what age you are, you go for it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's exactly what I enjoy doing. Uh, so well, listen, I, we're, we're, I, yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually in I'm actually going to give the walk out to the studio. A friend of mine's coming over, a special effects friend, and we're painting a. A dead cadaver today for a new motion picture, uh, and it's That's one great. of the hero props of the film. Uh, and it's uh, and I can't say who it is, but it's it's it's, it's actually uh, the dead body of a famous actor from my childhood who uh, came over to the house to um, excuse me get life casted for this prop. So this is oh, kind wow. of a big deal for me, and I'm I'm inviting another artist to come into my my studio i rarely have other artists in my studio but uh there's a, there's a very talented young man and uh, uh i'm hoping to begin a new re- uh working relationship with this other special effects artist it's been many years since i've had other special effects artists in my in my in my realm in my studio working with me mm-hmm. simply because i you know i i it's a, it's a very competitive field and um uh I, I try to surround myself with people that are as talented as me as talented as me or, or more talented to, to make me uh, do my best. So yeah. I'm, 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 I think this might be a good match. I, I'm looking forward to working with this young man and uh, uh, you know, everybody check out my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com backslash Joe.Castro. And I'll, maybe I'll post some pictures in the near future of this dead body that we're making. But if everybody goes over to my page now, all my, my, my pictures are public and uh, I post all my work there uh, and uh, I'll be posting some pictures from Halloween soon. Perfect. That's that's exactly where I was going to go with that. Is uh, you know, in these last few minutes, I like to have the guests say where they can go and check stuff out, check out your work, maybe follow you on different social medias and things like that. So, um, yeah, on, on Instagram, I'm uh, on Instagram, I'm uh, Joe Castro Director, and uh, if you want. Please follow me there, but also check out Xenophobia. It's a, Xenophobia, the title literally means the fear of the unknown or the fear of foreigners. In our case, it's the fear of aliens, basically. Right. And, you know, uh, and, and so it, 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 it's kind of, like I said, a dark horror uh, abduction anthology, sci-fi anthology with all practical alien effects. And I think uh, if, if you like 80s style horror films and like 80s style aliens and monster movies you're gonna love this film that's uh, this sounds amazing i'm definitely gonna have to check it out so i hope the listeners do too um and by hope i mean y'all better 
<laughs> so, <laughs> but Joe, I just want to say before we we wrap things up here, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, and just you you you're an amazing guy. You got a really good sense of humor. We had some laughs, and I, you know it's been my pleasure having you on today. Ray, it's been a complete honor, and I'm so grateful and humbled that you took the time to talk with me about my career and allowed me to express my fondness and gratitude for the other people that have brought me to the place where I am today in my field. No problem at all, and anytime. If you ever want to come back, you just shoot me a message, and we'll make it happen. <laughs> thank you, Ray. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you. All, all right, right, everybody lady. have a... Yeah, I was just go ahead. I was gonna say everybody have a a, a wonderful, happy uh, uh, fall Halloween season this year, 2019, and uh, yeah. thank you very much, Ray. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen, and we hope to see you next time. That's it for today's show, ladies, gentlemen, and anything around or in between. Another great interview. Remember, I'm Ray, and this has been Breaking the Fourth Wall. Check me out at Chronicles of the Lost Realm on YouTube, Anchor, and Instagram. I can also be found on War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Become a patron to help us provide even more content and quality entertainment for you. All of our shows can be found on Anchor.fm or wherever podcasts can be heard. Breaking the Fourth Wall is a Realm of the Mist affiliate.